Amen. All right. Good morning, everyone. How y'all doing? Hope everybody is doing well. I just want to welcome you uh, to our service today, and especially those of you who may be with us for the very first time, uh, or maybe this is your first time in church at all, you know, in church, okay, or watching online. I uh, just want to say welcome. I'm so glad that you decided to take some time out of your Sunday morning to come spend some time with us. Uh, maybe somebody shared a link with you or texted you and invited you. Uh, we're so glad that you decided to spend this morning with us. And I know, I know, I know that God has a special word for you this morning. So hang in there with us and hear about God's amazing, wonderful plan for your life. So today, uh, before we jump into the word, as we jump into the word, I want us to talk about the idea of taking off your mask, okay? So for the next two weeks, we're going to go through a very short series called Take Off Your Mask. Now, before everyone around out there freaks out or whatever says, hey, CDC, okay, I'm not talking about that kind of mask, okay? I'm not talking about the kind of mask that protects you from a virus. I'm talking about the kind of mask that protects you from your own insecurities. I'm talking about the kind of mask that protects you from what others might think about you. The kind of mask that you put on to keep you from being exposed, the kind of mask that we put on to pretend or project an image about who we want to be. The kind of mask that we use to help other people see us how we want them to see us. This is the kind of mask that I'm talking about today. The kind of mask we put on so everyone knows how successful we are. Or the kind of mask that we put on to keep people from knowing how hurt we have been. We all wear different kinds of masks. And today I want to show you very two short reasons why we put on our mask, okay? Generally, we have masks for these two reasons. Number one, it's to protect. We wear a mask or create a mask in our life to protect us from insecurities, to protect us from being exposed, to protect us from past or present pain and hurts. So you put on a mask so you don't have to deal with that anymore, so people don't ask you about that, or so people don't see who you really are. So you put on a mask, or you put on a mask to project. You put on a mask, I put on a mask to project an image we want to uphold, an identity that we want to create, to display our value and our worth. We put this mask on to project to the world who we would like them to see us as, even if that's not who we really are, or maybe it's simply the best version of ourselves. We wear masks to both protect and project. And you know, I'm sure some of you have seen those pictures uh, lately going around of doctors and nurses. They wear those masks all day, right? The actual face mask, they're wearing those all day. And you'll see pictures of the imprint that the mask leaves on their face, right? I'm sure you've seen that where it's like the, every line of the mask is present on their face because they've been wearing it for 12, 16, 24 hours in a row and it's created a mark on their face. And you know, spiritually, practically speaking, that's so true for ourselves as well that the mask that we're putting on that we wear every day to project and to protect our image, those masks are leaving a mark. And for so many of us, we want to take them off, but we can't because that would expose everything we're trying to hide. Even though the mask is leaving its mark, we don't know what else to do with it. And you know, many of you, I'm sure, are like me, that you're wearing that mask when you're out and about or at the grocery store or whatever. Like, I walk into the grocery store with the mask, 
when I come out and get in my car, I can take the mask off, you know, and that feels so good. I'm sure you guys know how it feels so good, right, to take that off. You're like, ah, oh, I can breathe again. I feel free. This is fantastic. I'm so excited. The feeling that you get when you take off that mask, well, I want that same kind of feeling for you today, spiritually speaking. I want that to happen to you today as you hear God's word about your life, that that experience of freedom that you feel when you remove your mask after you leave the store is the same kind of freedom that you ought to be experiencing spiritually every day in a right relationship with God, and that's what I want for you and for me. Or to give you another analogy, think about uh, like when you get home and you kick your shoes off, you know, and the freedom, like, oh, thank goodness, my shoes are finally off after a long day of work. Or this one's more personal to me. Like after I do a wedding, as soon as I get in the car, I'm undoing that tie, you know, and as soon as I'm taking off the the blazer, as soon as I get home, I'm changing. Uh, I wear the suit for everyone else, but not for me. I don't wear the suit for me. I wear it for everyone else. But I know so many of us are that way where the mask that you're putting on or so to speak, the suit that you wear, you wear that for everyone else, but not for you. You're trying to please everyone else or to prove yourself to everyone else, but it's not for you. And though the mask is supposed to create an identity for you that you can enjoy that's better than the one that you feel like you have, it actually enslaves you because you can't take it off because it will expose who you really are. You wear that mask for everyone else, but not for you. The struggle is real all the time. You and I both know it. This experience is true to humanity. We are all trying to prove ourselves, to come across a certain way, to be somebody. The struggle is real all the time, but especially true during a pandemic. So what might have been realized in your life at little degrees before is now magnified because of the pandemic that we're in, because the places we used to go to receive our identity, those things have been taken away. Right? You should be like, mm-hmm, at home. Right? The places that you went to receive your identity, school, work, the gym, you know? You're like, man, my muscles ain't what they used to be. I don't, whatever it might be in your life, you went to those places, maybe you lost a job, your social circles you can't visit anymore. You go to those places and you say, man, I can't go there anymore to receive my identity or to get affirmation for the mask that I put on. So now without those spaces, I'm lost. I don't know what else to do. I don't know who I am anymore. If this job is gone, not only am I worried about my financial security, but I'm worried about my identity. Who am I if I'm not that person anymore? Who am I if I don't have that status in the community anymore? So this pandemic has created for many of us what we would call an identity crisis. The definition of an identity crisis is this. It's a period of uncertainty and confusion in which a person's sense of identity becomes insecure, get this, typically due to a change in their expected aims or their role in society. Boy, does this sound familiar to you and to me? My goodness, this is exactly what is happening every day around us. There's uncertainty and confusion. Our expectations and roles in society are changing, and we don't know what to do with that anymore. And so many of you are listening to this. Maybe you were invited to a friend, and you feel in that very place right now. And I want to encourage you that there is a word from God for you today. You know, the mask that you've been wearing, it works to a point. 
Or you know the mask that we wear for the pandemic. They work until you want to take a deep breath. You know, you can't take a very good deep breath with that mask on. Or until it rips. Or until it gets old. Or until the, 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 your, one of your kids takes the, the loop off so you can't put it around your ear. There's lots of ways that your mask stops working. And the question for us, spiritually speaking, is what do we do when our mask doesn't work anymore? When the identity we've created doesn't do it anymore or when we can't even receive that because it's taken away from us, what do we do? And I think the world would give you two options right now if you're listening to this and you're in that position. Number one, you can just melt under the pressure and give up and say, well, if it's not that, then it's nothing. I don't know what else to do. Or you can buckle up, you know, you can buck up, pick yourself up from your bootstraps, go find another identity, put on another mask. Be someone else, accomplish something else. You can simply try again, but that would be just a temporary fix. What I want you to know today is that there's a third way. There's a third way. There's a third way. There's a way to receive a new identity instead of achieve a new identity. There's a way to get something that you don't actually have to work for or earn. And that's what I want for you today. The truth is, this amazing truth, is that there is someone who knows who you really are and who loves you anyways, who knows exactly who you are and loves you anyways, who sees everything about you and loves you anyway, someone that you don't have to pretend with, someone that you don't have to impress, someone who is not fooled by your mask or by who you pretend to be, someone who wants you to be okay without one, someone who wants to set you free, and that someone's name is Jesus, and that's who we're going to hear from today. So let me show you a couple short verses in the Bible that can teach us something about what this may look like for you and what God really wants for your life. So 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 17 says this, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. And all of this is from God. Notice, not from anywhere else. Who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So here's a sentence for you to write down today. The only thing I'm really concerned about you learning and understanding and receiving is this sentence. We're gonna write this down. It's this. Only Jesus receives you as you are, and only Jesus has the power to make you something new. Okay, this is everything for us today. Only Jesus receives you as you are, without a mask. And only Jesus has the power to make you something new, to give you a better and more secure identity. Only Jesus can be the answer for the situation that you find yourself in and that we all find ourselves in from time to time. So let's, let's go through those two parts real quick and we'll be done shortly. The first is this, only Jesus receives you as you are. Now to understand this, we gotta work our way backwards in the passage. So we're gonna start in verse 18 and work backwards. It says here in the Bible that Jesus has reconciled us to himself. What this means simply is that he has restored us back to him. He has been willing to receive us 
back into a relationship with him. Let me tell you something, maybe you haven't heard this yet. The reason that you and I and everybody in the world has an identity crisis from time to time is because we have left the source of our true identity and our relationship to God, who's the source of our identity, has been broken through sin. Sin is the reason that I cannot find or discover my true self. Sin is the reason that I wander around trying to figure this out. I have lost my source. Think about it this way, right? When a ship loses its anchor, right, it just drifts away at sea. When it becomes untethered from its anchor, it's just gonna drift away from sea, into sea. Or think about this, maybe more practical for you and for me, right? When you lose your connection, well, you just wander around like this. You just wander around trying to, you know, maybe if I hold it higher or do it over here better, I'm gonna try to find signal. As soon as I lose connection, I do anything I can to, to try to find the signal. Let me give you something else to write down, okay? When we lose our connection with God, we lose our direction in life. This is so important, this is so important. When we lose our connection with God, please hear me, we lose our direction in life. The symptom that you and I experience of wandering around or going from thing to thing or mask to mask, trying to find the real source and meaning of life, trying to find a real identity that'll make me somebody, trying to find something that will last forever, the reason we go around and around and around is because we have been disconnected from the source. So as soon as we lose our connection with God, we lose our direction in life and we wander. And we've all been there, right? Me, everybody up here, we've all been there where we have at one point been separated from God. We lost our connection to him through sin, so we lost our direction in life. And there's no way to move forward until I renew my connection with him. We're separated from the source. And so many of you already know something's off. You know, like, I tried this, it didn't work. I tried this, it didn't work. I, upholding this identity is too much work. I'm trying these things and nothing seems to settle. And you can't quite put your finger on why nothing works. And this is the answer right now. This is why it doesn't work. is because you're still disconnected from the source. And, you know, I think the reason why many of us wear masks in the first place is because we know that somebody wouldn't accept us for who we really are anyways. This is where that hurt and the pain comes in, where you put on a mask because not only is it hypothetical fear that you're afraid people won't accept you, but it's a reality that you've revealed yourself, you've been vulnerable, and people have rejected you. Or you've put your trust in somebody that you thought would receive you for who you are, and they have betrayed you. And so now you put on your mask to protect yourself from others or to receive acceptance because you know that you wouldn't get it without pretending to be something else. Right, this is called middle school, okay? This is called middle school. Everybody, everybody in middle school, or probably also in high school, right, is pretending to be something that they are not for the sake of acceptance. This is the human condition. I don't care if you're a popular empire, whatever. Everybody goes through this process where you're trying to find who you really are, and middle and high school, just, man, you'll do anything to be accepted. Anything, anything to be known, anything to be loved, anything to be part of a group. And so you put on a mask. 
You pretend to like this thing or that thing, to be this person or that person, to belong in this group or that group, so people will accept you. And you do that to not only project an image you want them to see, but to protect yourself from getting hurt. Because if they really knew who you were, you don't think they would accept you. And some of you, when I say that, are dealing with some real hurt in a very deep place. The reason you go from mask to mask is a desperate, desperate attempt to find some acceptance somewhere from somebody. And I want to tell you today, I'm so glad you're here listening to me, because the beautiful thing about Jesus is that when the Bible says he reconciles us to himself, that's something he pursues to do. That even though we are far from him, and even though we do have sin, and things we ought to be ashamed of, and problems and mistakes in our life, Jesus sees all of that, and he says, no, 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 I love you anyways. Actually, I love you so much that I came down on the cross to die for you. That everything you've ever been ashamed of, I took to the cross and I paid for. This is what Jesus says to you, that though nobody else around you may accept you for who you are, Jesus sees through all of that, and not only does he receive you, but he comes to you. He comes to get you. The reason you're listening to this right now is because Jesus is coming to get you. Because Jesus wants a relationship with you. He's coming to you now to receive you, to accept you, and to love you, and to save you in his name. He's coming to you now. He will receive you, though no one else will. Jesus knows who you really are, and he loves you anyways. Jesus will receive you as you are. You know, the Bible teaches us that he can come to you now in this moment in time because he came to us earlier 2,000 years ago. The reason Jesus can save you now in 2020 is because he came earlier to die on a cross for your sins, to live a perfect life, a life where he kept it 100, a life where he never sinned, a life where he did everything perfect, a life where he needed not pretend anything. He didn't have to project an image or be somebody he wasn't. Jesus was perfect, and he came to be perfect for us because we cannot. He came to die for everything that we've done sinfully against him and against others, and he rose again, and he lives today. So the reason he can save you now in 2020 is because he came 2,000 years ago and because he's still alive because he's not dead. That's the reason he can save you today. That's the reason he wants to save you today. So right now, sitting on your couch, watching from your computer, in your car, whatever it is, Jesus wants to meet you where you are. You can be tethered back to the anchor of God. You can be connected to the signal once again. You can receive your connection with God so that you can get your direction for your life. Nobody should leave this message wandering around anymore. God has made it crystal clear that if you reconnect with him through faith and repentance, God will give you direction in your life. So that's the first thing. Only Jesus receives you as you are. The second thing is only Jesus has the power to make you something new. So get this. Jesus will take you as you are, but he won't leave you that way. Jesus will take you as you are, but now he'll begin to make you more like him. He'll begin to create what he really wants to see. This is the image of Jesus, somebody that pursues holiness and that loves him, and that one day when we join him in heaven, will actually become perfect. Isn't that crazy? 
Jesus will receive you right where you are, in your mess, in your sin, in your shame. You don't have to get up, do better, try harder, none of that. You just have to receive yes and amen. I repent from my sin, I trust in Jesus, and he'll take you right at that point. And then he'll begin to make you to something that you never thought you could be. Only Jesus has the power to make you something new. This is what verse 17 says. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. You know, I have a lot of personal experience with this because in my house, downstairs in the basement, in the back right corner, in a big basket, there's every potential superhero costume you could possibly think of. There is a thousand masks in my house. You can walk into my house and be Batman. You can walk into my house, be Spider-Man. You can walk into my house and be any of the Ninja Turtles, Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael, or Leo, Leonardo. Man, you can walk into my house, be Captain America. You can walk into my house and be Black Panther. You can walk into my house and be a cop or a soldier. You can walk into my house and be anything you wanna be. And every day, my kids put on a different mask and every day they change who they wanna be. They become whoever they want to be according to whatever mask they put on. They have a whole stockpile full of them. But you know this is how so many times we can be as adults too, right? We have different masks that we can, we can pull from based off the situation that we're in. So we go from situation to situation, life season to life season, social circle to social circle, and we put on a different mask to be what we think we need to be in that moment. But the thing we're scared to be is ourselves. That's the thing that terrifies us. And Jesus says he wants to come and actually make you something new. You know, the reason we switch masks is because we want something new. Turn to your neighbor at your house and say, I want something new. I want something new. So many of us are stuck. You say, I want something new. I want something new. That desire in your soul to want something new, something different than what you're currently experiencing, is from God. You were made for something better than you're currently experiencing and living. You were made to be connected to the source, to God. And so God wants to give you something new, and most importantly, he wants to make you something new. So instead of just looking at a new city, a new job, a new spouse, a new house, a new anything, instead of hoping that if you switch positions, you can switch your status, instead of going from one thing to another, to another, to another, going from one identity to another, to another, I want to help you today stop that destructive path. I want you to get off Google right now looking for the next best thing in your life. And I want to offer you something new directly from God, the source. Jesus wants to make you something new. Let me give you a sentence to write down for you to remember. Get this. Our identity can either be created or received. This is very important. Please think this through with me. If we create it ourselves, then we must maintain it. But if we receive it from God, we can entrust it to him. So get me, you know what I'm saying by this. If I create who I say that I am, now I have to maintain that. You know this if you know anybody that's funny. You expect them to always be funny. It's a disappointment when they're not funny, you know? I'm sure people that are famous comedians like get so sick of it. It's like, I'm not supposed to be funny 24 seven. Supposed to be funny for an hour on Netflix. You know, that's when I'm supposed to be funny. But they've created an identity, and this is true for anybody that's famous on Instagram or anything like that, right? You create an identity that's out there that the world knows. Because you created it, you have to maintain it. And I'm telling you, that gets heavy. 
And you know how that feels just in whatever spheres of influence you have. The identity that you're creating, you have to uphold. Or this is like, y'all know when you went to college and everybody lied about what they did in high school? Everybody. They were, they were a better basketball player than they talked about. They, they had more girlfriends than they said. You know, like everybody. Whatever they said, you just should take them down a few notches. It's probably a reality because everybody's lying about who they were because they're trying to create a new reality for themselves in this moment. And nobody knows. Nobody's from their hometown, right? Nobody knows. So they just create a new reality. And we all know that experience. Some of us probably have done that ourselves when you're trying to create a new reality in a new space. And what God wants to do, instead of you having to do all the work to maintain that, to keep up the lie, to keep up the pretend, to keep the the facade, and all that begins to weigh on you day in and day out. You're tired of doing all the work to maintain the identity that you've created. God has actually designed you to receive a new identity from him, one as his child, one as his family member, one as having a relationship with him, to receive your purpose, a new life, a new everything from God, and he, Jesus, will maintain your status. Jesus will maintain who you are. Jesus will keep your identity secure, and you can let God do the work. Man, so if you're listening to this and you're tired of trying to keep up with the Joneses, you're tired of trying to maintain who you appear to be, you're tired, so tired of putting on a different mask or even the same mask every day and you don't know what else to do, I want to tell you something today that you can take all that off, you can give it over to God, and he himself will give you a new identity that is secure, stable, and will last forever. It's permanent. It's an identity that doesn't need to be fixed, an identity that doesn't need to be changed, an identity that is good and will last forever for you. And it's directly from God, the source. This is why in verse 18 it says here, all of this is from God. The reason why it hasn't been working for you is because you've chosen a different source. An identity from work, an identity from a spouse, an identity from my children, an identity from my skill set, an identity from my past, an identity from my future, an identity from my body, an identity from my appearance, an identity from my beauty, an identity from, 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 from. But what you haven't yet tried is an identity from God. And that's exactly, exactly, exactly the reason why you're listening to this now, the reason why somebody invited you to church online. This is exactly the reason why God has you in this moment, because Jesus is running after you, and he wants to reconnect. He wants to save you. He wants to give you a new identity in his name from him that will be secure. You don't have to pretend anymore. You don't have to keep up all the work anymore. You don't have to be somebody that you're not anymore. And in the midst of a pandemic, everything that you rely on could fall apart and you would still have your source of identity from Jesus. No matter what changes, that will never change. You know, the Bible teaches us that God is in the business of making things new. Not only does he want to make you new, but it says one day when God returns, he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. 
So not only is God working to give you a new identity, a new body, all of these things, he's working to create a new place one day where you will experience full acceptance, where you will experience sinlessness, where you will never be rejected again, where you will be united with God in a relationship with him in a perfect place. This is what God wants to provide for you now. This is what God wants you to look forward to later. So as I close out, I just wanna give you one last thought. So the other day, uh, this was maybe a few weeks ago, we were running an event for our um, servant leaders here at City Light Church to celebrate them and encourage them. One of the things we wanted to do was run a raffle so that we could win prizes, make it fun, you know? So uh, we were doing all the raffle tickets and something had changed. I all of a sudden was responsible for the raffle tickets and what I began to do was just rip them off. There's two right next to each other, right? I began to rip them off and then began to just put them in the, in the bags without ever thinking that I needed to keep the other card that was connected to it, right? So I'm just putting them all in the bags and now people are getting raffle tickets and nobody will have the number to call them. It's like a hopeless bag. There's no raffle ticket. And thank goodness somebody caught me to prevent me from making that disastrous move because people were about to get a bunch of bags and nobody would have the raffle number to actually call on their name. It's hopeless. And you know, as silly as that may be, I know so many of you feel like that in life, right? That you've been given a bag with a ticket on it. You've been given a lot in life, a skill set, a type of appearance, a family of origin, a place where you live, situations. You've been given these things and you feel like, man, nobody's calling my number. Nobody, does anybody even know that I'm here? Nobody wants the ticket that I have. I wonder if there's even anybody on the other side that will ever call my number. Anybody that will ever care about my existence. Anybody in my life that will know that I'm here. You feel like you got that bag with a raffle ticket, but there's nobody that has the other number. And you've been looking to the boss for the number and the wife and the spouse for the number and your work for the number and your social status for the number. And no matter where you go, no matter who you become, no matter what you try, nobody, nobody is calling your number and receiving you for who you are. Nobody has the match to your bag. And what I want to tell you today directly from the word of God is that Jesus Jesus right now is calling your number. Jesus is calling you by who you are, by your identity, by how he made you, by who you are. He put you in the place where you grew up. He created who you are. God knows your number. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows how many days you will live. God knows your number. And Jesus right now in this moment online is calling your number. Jesus is coming after you. Jesus is telling you that he knows who you are, that he receives you as you are, and that he has the power to make you something new. Right now, Jesus is calling your number, and I'm pleading with you, begging with you to respond to him, to turn to Jesus, to repent from your sins and trust in his life, death, and resurrection so that you can receive new life and so that you can receive a new identity in his name today. Why don't you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for the work that you give us as a new person, for the, the gift that you give us as a new identity in you. We thank you, Jesus, that you love us as we are, but you don't leave us there, that you make us by your power something new. And I pray, Lord, that what you're doing on each person's heart right now will be received, that it will be believed in, 
that you will connect again with them, that the sin that separates so many from you right now would be broken down by the cross of Jesus Christ, that many listening to this would believe on your name and trust in you right in this moment, that they would pray to you. So let me just ask you in this moment, wherever you are, just offer that prayer to God. Believe in his name. Repent from your sins. Trust in him. The Bible says if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. And you can do that now in your, wherever you are. So just take this time to respond. Don't let the moment pass without responding to God. So God, would you hear the cries of your people? Would you save many, many, many who are listening to this? Would you give new identities as new children in you? with your family, with your name. We love you. We thank you for this precious gift. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.